Welcome to Tea with Culture. I'm Hind Mazena and with me is Wal Hattar. And in this episode, we will share with you the culture happenings um, worth seeing between now and June across the UAE. There's a lot to choose from, uh, which is always a good thing, but we're going to share our favorites. We're going to start this episode by um, sharing concerts and music events that you shouldn't miss. Quite excited to know this is happening, and I hope more of it will happen, is that Dubai Opera is going to host two cinema concerts. So um, they'll be screening movies and there'll be uh, live uh, orchestra playing the soundtrack to it. And the movies they're going to uh, show will be Jurassic Park and Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I'm super excited about Raiders of the Lost Ark. And this is going to take place on the 19th and 21st of April for Raiders of the Lost Ark and 20 and 21st April for Jurassic Park. And I'm hoping it'll be a success and hoping more of these kind of, you know, films with live music uh, will be uh, will be making its way to Dubai. Um, another kind of performance theatrical event I read about a few days ago was Shakespeare Under the Stars. And this is the second edition Last year was Romeo and Juliet, and what's different about this uh, Shakespeare Under the Stars is it's not kind of your average sitting in a theater and watching a play. It takes place in interesting venues, the actors move around, the audience are meant to follow, so it's meant to be interactive. I heard really good things about Romeo and Juliet last year. This year is going to be Macbeth, and um, the other interesting thing is they localize the stories. So the Macbeth uh, version uh, that's going to take place here is uh, set in the UAE, and it's about Macbeth taking over a, a security co- a corporation, and um, and the story evolves, I think, around um, the corporation, and I guess uh, the dramas that will be part of it, and... Um, and it's going to be an all-female cast. So again, I thought that was quite uh, an interesting take. Uh, and it's going to take place in Abu Dhabi and Dubai and in Ajman. So in Abu Dhabi at the Abu Dhabi National Theatre on 14 and 15 April. In Dubai and Al-Sarkal Avenue on 21st and 22nd April. And in Ajman on 28th and 29th April. So at the Ajman Cultural Centre. And so interesting venues in each city. And I guess the actors, you know, the production team will make use of the surroundings of each venue. And uh, I'm hoping to catch one of these. I'm actually tempted to go to Ajman. So let's see how it goes. And one last plug for performances in the UAE. Always uh, check out NYU Abu Dhabi's Art Center calendar. They've always got a very active schedule of performances. And uh, they've got quite a few things lined up uh, just before the summer hits in. So do check out their website. And I guess I'll move on, um, over to you, Wael. Yes, we've, uh, as you mentioned, as you've as you've heard over our past few episodes, there have been a lot of activities in and around Dubai um, during the kind of the crazy art week. But here we're going to be talking about the shows that were on then, the ones we preferred, as well as some of the ones that are coming up. But in general, most of them are are on till uh, about April. We'll give you the dates for each one as well. To start off. Um, the Jamil project space that had kind of popped up at Circal until their um, until their building is, is, is finalized. Um, they were showing work from Basil Abbas and Rowan Abu Rahme. And uh, if some of you don't know, they had won the Abraj Prize a couple of years ago, and their work. Um, the couple's work is always, well, at least mostly, is, is video installation when they work together. And in and in this one, it was uh, kind of a five-screen installation, kind of in 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 the space with um, visuals coming up from kind of the destroyed villages, but also lots of strong text. And it was quite immersive and kind of 
capturing not because of the, the visual, just the, the they can somehow get this energy translated from the screen, from their ideas to you, which is why they've been uh, such well sought after artists and, and really growing and, and and really developing. So beyond till the 9th of, of April. So uh, try to catch it before um, it goes. And within the Zerkal uh, area space, there is also um, the show by uh, Samia Halabi. Uh, she has kind of a double show at Ayam Gallery. These are both until 27th of April. Uh, the first, the kind of the, in their smaller space, there is the kind of documentary drawings of Kafir Qasim uh, Massacre. And this is kind of her alternative work, and I use alternative loosely because she's mainly a painter, uh, but she has been doing a lot of these drawings over the years, and this is kind of her capturing these stories and, and retelling what's going on. While in their main space, we see um, the, the kind of the later work she's done in the past couple of years after the larger retrospectives she's had uh, before. Um, and luckily, we, we've had the chance to interview Samia Halabi, where we do talk about her uh, her work as well as her look at the art, and that should be coming up soon, and we'll get into details uh, when we talk to her. So keep an eye out for, for that podcast in the next few weeks. And another interesting find was the Joshua Watts show um, at Fen Design. Immigrant Monumenta is on until April 30, and um, Fen Design has, has usually... Uh, showing kind of a younger street artish style of work and really supporting the um, the local talent that we have we have here in in a, in a not so art, artsy world. But this is their first time, kind of they're they're going into more art art things with Joshua Watts, and I was very impressed and very intrigued. And this is def- definitely one of my top three in. Uh, in, in, in this season, and these are both um, sculptural video interactions as well as photography video interactions. Um, I don't know how to explain it uh, beyond that, but thematically, it's it's all about kind of time and, and kind of the notion of time and how uh, one sees it. So, with the photograph, you find you see the 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 kind of final image, but with the time lapse above it, you see how the world changes around it. Or with those little sculptural ponds that you look down, you see a little a little video trapped inside kind of that story. So it is really uh, mesmerizing the way he does play with, with time. Even when he has those large-scale flipbooks, we get the impression of time and, and impression of video when it works out. And Joshua is um, residing in the UAE, so it's it's always, at least, so Fan Design has been continuing the support of, of the local artists and really developing the work and introducing us to people as well, so uh, definitely catch it. And like I said, it's up until 30th of April at Fen Design in Circal Avenue. Another one to look at is Vikram Devesha's solo exhibition IVDE uh, called Minor Work, and that's on until 11th of May. And both Hind and I went different times, and we we had kind of thoughts and ideas on this show. Hind, do you want to start elaborating on this? Well, I think this exhibition is probably um, a, an accumulation of his work from the past few years. We've seen him work on very different projects in different parts of uh, the United Arab Emirates. And this, this exhibition brings together a lot of these older works, but also some of the work I think that he's either resolved or he's still maybe not finalized or thinking about. So it was interesting kind of 
entering the space and knowing that, uh, you know, the origins of these works and how they've uh, evolved or changed or how they're presented in the gallery and how I think to me, maybe some are still not 100% final and maybe Vikram as an artist, you know, still kind of resolving uh, or trying to find answers to questions. And um, I was impressed by... Um, these very textured gooey paints that was I think on almost like cardboard that was lying on on uh, that was on the walls and that was that comes from his work about road marking and it's you know it looks industrial but um, if you don't know any of his past work there's something very visually you know like quite striking in the way they look these markings and 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 just the texture and the closer you get to it and it's almost like you want to touch it and you feel like you could rub you know kind of like peel it off right so i thought that work i thought was a really um i know a, a, a very kind of really good step many step you know step forward uh, to 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 the work compared to the original idea from a few years ago actually his his uh, road markings continuation his, his road work is always intriguing just because he really takes cuts out that kind of very metallic uh, or construction or um, non-organic-y stuff, whether in all of his previous work, and, and recreates this kind of visual out of it. Uh, and that's, that's quite interesting. And, his, and right, like you said, his work has been developing, and we've seen, and he's one of the younger artists in, in Dubai that's been starting to, to really make a name for himself. And, and like you, he was also in the Sharjah Biennial, and we'll get to talk to that in, in next episodes. But then when we go inside, because this show is kind of a combination of, of both of his, his works, um, the, he, he relooks or recontinues the kind of the work with the workers. Um, and that is where, for me, it isn't as gripping as, as his visual work. But I don't know if that's a, uh, that's a taste thing or just a, uh, an actual critique. And what, do you, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I have like mixed feelings about the work and, and I always feel like those specific projects, the one he's worked with the gardeners and the one he's worked with the road sweepers, they always, for me, uh, are more interesting to talk about than see. And I think part of Vikram's, uh, the, the process is also the work and the negotiations because there's a lot of negotiations going on because he's, uh, he's involving you know, employees. So whether they're, you know, the road cleaners or the gardeners who are working for the municipality and he involves them and tries to give them some agency. And with the gardeners one, like he, you know, asks them to come up with uh, the design of the gardens that they're usually there just to maintain in public parks. And then, and in the exhibition, he's got their drawings like scanned, for, you know, from the notebook and framed. And I don't know, I had like really mixed feelings about that. He's got each individual's name attached to the piece, but Okay, you know, so you just, um, the whole kind of the scanning someone's work and framed and put in a gallery, I don't know, just, I found that a bit uh, um, unconvincing. It, yeah, like you, like, you, like you said, it doesn't really go anywhere. It just, just kind of it takes the documents and puts it, especially if, we, if you want to compare it to, to bigger artists, even when they were younger, like Santiago Sierra, he's always worked with workers. But then it was always to prove some kind of point. With this one, it's just to... To give them a chance to do something, where, but I don't know if they actually care that much. I mean, of course, everyone in the end would like to get attention, but um, I don't know how how that develops his uh, artistic uh, kind of look and feel versus the other one. I mean, um, yes, it's always good to have the interaction, but then again, I don't know if it's if it's gallery worthy. And we're not even going to the point of 
is he the artist or are they the artist in that kind of that gray area because that's that's a different thing but I don't know it, it just it just lacks the conviction that he has with his solid uh, visual work that for me still maintains the idea of the worker but way beyond that and 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 really uh, kind of summarizing it into these, these these strong feelings that are there yeah and which is why I think I, maybe some of these are still not a hundred percent resolved and and like I said for me these these works are, are more interesting to talk about than see and and I and I know with Vikram I think the process and the discussions and the time that goes into it is part of the work so which you know you can't physically see and you only know about it because you hear him talk about it or you know get into discussions um, about it with other people who are aware but yeah I mean it's definitely an exhibition worth seeing and it's just interesting to see kind of this phase of uh, Vikram his uh, artistic career and yeah he's totally you know worked hard to get where he is now and uh, yeah and so I'm glad he's got the solo exhibition and you get to see you know where all his thinking has gone and and he's presented um, you know a, a solid uh, body of work yes and uh, hopefully we'll try to catch him for an interview and, and really talk about his, his work and his development soon um, moving on to Grey Noise um, they have a show by Lala Rook uh, called Sagar, which, um, if I remember correctly, means waves. Um, and this is on until 13th of May. I know this was, uh, and I really love the show, but I know Hind, specifically, this was your favorite, more or less, right? Yeah, I absolutely love the work. They're very, they're very unassuming, but they're also... I was just really drawn into the photos and it was a lot, a lot of it are photos of water and like from different angles and different time of the day. So the sunset and, and I don't know, and it didn't matter where these were photographed and when, and, and it is an older series. I think it's from the nineties to me. It, it, it was just, um, a space where I was really enjoying losing myself, looking at these visuals to the extent where I can almost feel the sound of the waves. And it just took me somewhere and it soothed me. And it was just something that didn't involve, you know, politics or social issues or just like, just visually, it was really nice. And the way they were laid out, it was a really gr nice grouping of work. And, and, and like I said, they're not, they're, they're not grandiose in appearance, but there's something very emotionally uh, uh, connecting, at least for me. And, uh, as, you know, as soon as I stepped into this space. So definitely, yeah, the favorite uh, exhibition going on at the moment in El Cercal Avenue for me. Yes, with the, with the Ray Noise, we always have a very good curatorial placement, and we've had a chance to, to talk to Umar Butz uh, um, earlier last year. Um, um, but as for Lala, I've been, I've been following her work in the past few years, and uh, this collection of photographs, yes, is between kind of the 90s up to 2005. Um, but then you see that how this kind of flows into the rest of the work. So a lot of the work that she does is a lot of scratching, uh, on paper, a lot of other developments, and and it's always with this idea of of the ocean. There always this idea of this kind of ongoing freedomy, landscapey, uh, waterscapey thing, and it, and you just get lost. This 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 kind of this flow of life is is what she's trying to capture, and and definitely kind of um, as you had said, kind of it it touches people and and it gets you into into this beautiful outside world. Um, and talking about beautiful outside world, I didn't get a chance to see the Jean-Paul uh, Najjar Foundation's um, show, but you did. The current exhibition at Jean-Paul Najjar Foundation is uh, titled Artist Run New York, the 70s. And um, as with all exhibitions, it's work from their collection. And this one focuses on uh, artists from the 1970s in New York and artists who are questioning 
the role of contemporary art and, you know, white cube spaces and who've decided to engage and make art um, uh, differently, you know, kind of creating their own spaces and engaging with the city and its architecture and politics. And it's about kind of collectives and collaborations and a lot of notable names in this. So it includes Trisha Brown. Yeah, yeah, Philip Glass or Robert Grosner, Suzanne Harris, Nancy Holt, you know, just this is a handful. I mean, uh, there's around 20 names and it includes, you know, um, uh, it includes uh, photography, video, uh, sculpture, drawing, archival materials. What I found really great about the uh, foundation space is that it also has an active education program targeting uh, children and adults. So there's a whole schedule of like talks and and screenings and workshops. And uh, one that stood out for me and I'm hoping hoping to attend is um, called Spinning Vinyl from the Jean-Paul Najar Foundation collection. And they've already had a couple of these, I think, and the upcoming ones uh, will be focusing on music from that period and, you know, avant-garde music from the 90s. And uh, one uh, on the 17th of April, they're going to have Bill Braggins from uh, the New York uh, Abu NYU Abu Dhabi Art Center, the director of the Art Center. So he'll be there spinning some records with Brian Waterman, who's also from uh, NYU Abu Dhabi. And I think they've got something else scheduled in June, but I don't know if it'll be, you know, at, right after Ramadan or during Ramadan. But yeah, the theme will be, um, you know, avant-garde music uh, from the from New York from the 70s. So the exhibition itself is on till the 30th of June. And the, there's a whole uh, list of uh, different activities going on during the exhibition. So, so do check out their website. One last exhibition to uh, mention in Al-Sarkal Avenue is going to be at the third line, uh, opening on the 13th of April, uh, running till 16th of May. And it's uh, the fourth solo exhibition uh, for Fuad Al-Khouri. The title is Sweet Egyptian. And this is a series of photos from Egypt uh, he took in the late 80s where he traveled along the Nile Valley. And um, I've seen some of this work online and I've always been like, those are probably the works I've been very curious about, but I've never had a chance to read or know more about it. So I'm super, super excited to see these will be exhibited in uh, the exhibition space and I'm hoping there's an opportunity to see and meet him because I actually interviewed him for my blog in 2014 for his exhibition The Lost Empire and had a really delightful chat with him so I'm really looking forward to seeing these photos and it'll be interesting to see you know the context of when he took these photos and you know all these decades later and what, and what would these pictures mean looking at them today so I'm quite uh, excited I haven't been excited for a, an exhibition at the third line for a long time so I'm super I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. And if we step outside Al-Sarkal Avenue, uh, within walking distance, there's the Total Arts Gallery in the courtyard space. And, um, and Total Arts is, uh, if I remember correctly, the first uh, art gallery that opened in Alco's area. I mean, it, it was established in 1992, but it, oh, it moved into the courtyard in Alco's in 1998. And um, they, ha they have a really interesting roster of exhibitions. A lot of it is uh, very strongly focused on uh, artists from Iran. And the current exhibition is titled Image of Self. And uh, it's, on, it's on for quite a while. I don't have the end date. I mean, it just it opened recently. And this is uh, focusing on self-portraiture. And it, it's got a really long list of artists and writers and philosophers. And uh, there's some really interesting work. And and the, and. The gallery space itself isn't kind of this polished white space. So like even the names of the artists is written in chalk, you know, on the wall and some a, a really very eclectic mix of um, 
of, of work uh, that's focusing on portraits. And there's also videos. There's a video by Abbas Kiristami and Shireen Nishat in like a space just a few steps away from the main gallery space. So the courtyard, the building itself is amazing. It's one of those unique uh, architecture spaces in Alcoz that uh, maybe doesn't get mentioned enough. And definitely, you know, I... I encourage people to go. And this exhibition, yeah, was quite interesting, a really interesting mix of, you know, the portraits which were sculptural, which were, you know, paintings, which were photographs. So um, definitely one worth seeing. Definitely keep it in mind when you're coming to, to the area, um, as people always think of art in the Sercal system itself, but not kind of around it. Which, which leads us to the kind of the final one in, in that area, which is uh, the mine. I still have not had a chance to go. This is an exhibition by Fari Bradley. It's her first solo exhibition. We know Fari Bradley as a sound artist, uh, but uh, she's, uh, I think, trying new mediums. And, and this one uh, is titled Stitches to Save Nine With. And it's looking at uh, the nuances of language and history and memory, but she's using textile and mixed media and written words so whether they're forms of expressions or you know sentences she's come up with or found and and, and stitched them together on different material and uh, i've not had a chance to go and i'm in interested to see what this exhibition is and and to see how fairies explored this new medium and, and and expressing herself and now as we drift further and further away from from where we started we go to the difc area and difc um if some of you may or may not know it's kind of a um, a different uh, section that, that has a lot of art galleries, but because it's in the financial district, it's a lot shinier and glossier, though, and not necessarily our, our, our favorites most of the time, but we always kind of uh, get away with one or two that are, that are decent. And in this one, we want to talk about a quadra first. They have kind of a multiple, sh uh, multiple solo shows uh, with three artists. So Ammar Al-Attar is showing there, as well as Abdul Riza Amin Lari and uh, Aiden Salakova. It's the first time I see uh, Amin Lari or Salakova's work, but um, what was interesting is, is kind of that contrast between them. So Amin Lari has um, kind of delicate textural um, kind of weaving that looks, it's so, it's so light that looks like ink on paper, but when you kind of come in closer, the, the geometric shapes and things are made out of very thin um, golden uh, golden thread, quite minimal and direct in those beautiful images that that kind of come up. But in, in uh, and in comparison, uh, Salakova's work is beautifully sculpted marvel, um, but making it look like softer uh, visuals and a kind of and and an even kind of heavy drapery and cloth. So when when you look at this. Uh, situation of the kind of, of her work being heavy conceptually talking about religion talking about um, aspects of that even kind of gender um, but her, but she as 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 a female versus um, this male um, who is doing this kind of more delicate ritual beautiful thread like so I know I know both of them aren't creating something new but in in contrast it's, it's also interesting to see uh, typical work from kind of cross-gendery boundary kind of working um, across from each other, and and this gives you th this gives you a way to think beyond the, the show itself. And I always applause um, the creators and directors of, of a gallery that kind of give us um, a conversation outside of that, just looking at the art itself. So that is always 
uh, good to look at and, and to, to understand and give you a view me to talk about. And in that area, moving on to, uh, to art space, they have a show by Adil Siwi, and it's called The Face and Beyond. And this is on until April the 3rd. Um, Adil Siwi is um, an older um, Egyptian artist. He, can, he was born in the 50s and he's been working um, since, since the 70s on. Um, he hasn't really shown much outside of the Arab world, um, but his, his work here is kind of um, well known. And if, if you have a chance to look at look at it, it's it's a lot of he works on on the human body and a lot of faces in there. But in a sense where you do get lost between the textures of the foreground and the background, kind of really kind of plays on on that kind of flatness and harshness. And even if you want to compare him to kind of so the younger younger artists, you see Subhan Adam and even Sadiq Al Fareji kind of play with that uh, kind of visual face with that with that stark uh, contrast and and even lack of contrast sometimes between uh, these bodies and and development of it. So uh, it's it's definitely something to to catch and um, and again like lots of other galleries. Um, art space sometimes gets gets looked over, um, but then again, I have to also highlight, and this is something that Hind and I always have a problem with. It's not easy finding information about all these places. So uh, for us, we we have to dig up um, on their website, on other people's websites to get in, something as basic as when is the show on till or the details of it. So you know, help us help you. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, I struggled to find information about this exhibition on ArtSpace's website. Like, I had to find it on the Art Week website, which had uh, collected all the information, and even the Facebook page wasn't up to date. A, a request for galleries: if you want people to know about your exhibitions and you want people to talk about it, you really need to update your website with the basic information. Um, but yeah, okay, that's a side note. But staying in DIFC, and uh, um, I would suggest also trying to nip into the Farjan Foundation, another uh, foundation which uh, puts together exhibitions of work from their private collection. And they've currently got uh, uh, several series of photos by Abbas Kiristami. So if you're not familiar with Abbas Kiristami as a photographer, seeing his work, you know, it's an opportunity to go and see uh, his photos from the series that includes uh, uh, Snow White, Windows, Doors Without Keys, Roads, uh, Trees and Crows and Rain. So there's quite a few series, but not, uh, and it's just a few photos from these series, so, uh, which fills up the space. And moving to Abu Dhabi is an exhibition titled But We Cannot See Them, Tracing the UAE Art Community from 1988 to 2008. And this is an exhibition that's at the NYU Abu Dhabi Art Gallery, and it's on until 27th May. So this is another UAE-focused exhibition, which is looking at UAE's um, art uh, movement, you know, from a historical point of view, and looking at an art community that was making art and producing art, and what challenges they faced, and uh, and you know how you know forms of expression at a time when there was no um, you know room or there wasn't um, kind of a, a, a platform supporting uh, contemporary artists. And, and this focuses, uh, again, on the five. And again, you know, the UAE five, the names might not be identical depending where the exhibition is or who's curating it, uh, etc. I've personally not had a chance to go to the exhibition yet, but planning to go to soon. And uh, we're also hoping to uh, uh, interview Maya Allison 
from NYU uh, Abu Dhabi Art Gallery to talk more about this exhibition. And staying in Abu Dhabi at Warehouse 421, uh, there are two exhibitions. Uh, Lest We Forget, Emirati Adornment, uh, and that's on till 27th August. And uh, another exhibition titled Bain, The In-Between, which is on until 18 June. And we're going to uh, have a separate episode to talk about this exhibition because I'm looking um, at uh, interviewing Munir al the curator of the exhibition. And uh, one last exhibition to uh, uh, mention in Abu Dhabi is organized by ADMAF and the title is Art of Nature. And this exhibition is taking place in the uh, Umm al-Emirat Park and uh, it's marking the 20th anniversary of the Environment Agency of Abu Dhabi. And the theme of the exhibition is really looking at natural habitat and fauna and landscapes and, and artists were invited to put proposals following these themes. So in a sense, it's interesting to look at work about the UAE, but not from kind of your usual city or urban or architecture or history or heritage, but this is looking at natural landscapes. And um, I'm hoping to go and check this out uh, very soon. So if I have more to say, I'll, I'll share it with you. But it's on till the 23rd of April. And ending our uh, Emirati tour uh, with Sharjah, there is a fantastic solo piece at Maraya Art Center uh, by Sadiq al called Once Upon a Time, Hadiqat al-Ummah. And this is on till 6th of May. It's a nine projector video wall um, with his kind of typical drawing and, and there's a sculpture there as well. Um, but first of all, it had 13,000 charcoal drawing that have made up um, this animation. So so the weight of it alone is, is, is kind of huge. The work put into it is fantastic. But Sadiq has always been doing this and continuing it. But from a, from a kind of a conceptual breakdown, as I've, as I've been a fan of his work and following um, Freji's his work since kind of, uh, since about six years ago at least, is that you see him moving from his idea of self where all his work was about him and his waiting and his ideas and then that extending a few years later on to his interaction with with his family with his this this with it, the idea of, of of his displacement and now actually with his with his bigger sh with his bigger piece that was shown at our dubai as well as this one it's it's gone his self has grown and and really spread out into the idea of of the city and his memory of it so but it's done in a way where it's not um, needy or, or whiny, but, but in a way where anybody can, can look at it and kind of connect to a sense of um, attachment and disattachment from whatever memories that you have. So it's, it's wistful, but in a, in, a, in a beautiful conceptual way. And like I said, I'm a fan, so maybe it's, uh, I'm being biased here, but it's definitely one to, to hold because if, if it's one of those things that, that's so humongous that if, you, if you're not there uh, viewing it, you might miss the, the, the emotion and the feeling by just looking at it photos online. So check that out in Sharjah Mariah Art Center up until the 6th of May. Um, and staying in Sharjah at the 1971 design space on Flag Island, there's an exhibition uh, titled Design House. Uh, change coordinates plus someone else. It's an exhibition curated by a design collective uh, called Mobius Design Studio. And uh, this exhibition is really a result from lots of workshops and research and, and, and discussions uh, focusing on location and its people and specifically in Sharjah, where 
the the selected uh, participants of this exhibition were involved in kind of looking at design spaces, uh, coming up with solutions to improve either kind of. Uh, you know, design uh, like design displays of uh, shop windows or um, finding hidden potentials that maybe weren't uh, looked at when some of these business uh, places uh, were set up. So it's 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 one of those exhibitions which engaged with the community, and the result is um, uh, displayed in the uh, in in the, in the exhibition space. And some of it is reading material, some of it are just you know lots of pictures with text that you read. And I don't know, it's one of those. I think if you're interested in you know your role in uh, uh, as being part of a community in a city, it, it, it's one. Some of them are not resolved, and some of them, yeah, you know, you, you think you have questions. Um, that uh, you know the answer, that haven't been answered yet, and I'm hoping to sit with the uh, Mobius Design Studio to talk about this exhibition. So hopefully, uh, an episode coming soon about this uh, project. And last but not least uh, is the Sharjah Biennial, the 13th edition, which opened uh, on the 10th of March. It's on till the 12th of June. And uh, full disclosure, I'm one of the artists in this uh, biennial. Yes, and we're very proud of you, Hind, for that. This biennial, like all Charger biennials, always gets better and better each time. And this one specifically was created by Christine Tome. Um, and the theme is Tamawuj, which is, uh, for us, the idea of, of raising and, and, and falling of waves. Uh, but then again, for, for the, the concept overall, is that fluctuating and development of, of, of life and everything kind of in and around it. And we will go through all the details, as well as embarrass and harass Hind to talk about her work which was a beautiful piece as well. Uh, so thank you for listening again. And you can subscribe and rate Tea with Culture on iTunes as well as SoundCloud. Uh, and these are, of course, free to download. We would love to hear comments uh, there as well as on Twitter at Tea with Culture. Thank you for listening and have a good day.